Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, what's going on? It's Johnny King. This is the Johnny King Show. I'm here with my friend Dave Momper. He's also named uh, Nature Dave on his uh, social media account. He's got millions of followers. Um, thanks for being with us, Nature Dave. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish that was actually true. Yeah, I do too. It does, feel like, it does feel like the, you know, the, the more unique and distinct and silly and, you know, I don't know, almost not weird, only because weird seems to have a negative connotation. But what a fun time to live in a world where uh, people are literally building million-dollar brands around just being themselves. Just and being silly. themselves and being funny. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I know. Between you and my brother, my other buddy Sean, and like between all the videos that I've done, it's it's funny that I haven't created one of those accounts that has a lot of people following just by being stupid and yeah. ridiculous. And yeah, I think some people stumble into it. It's true. So you're yeah. doing, you're you're being intentional with your brand, and maybe, maybe the takeaway, if there is one for both of us, is just like to have the freedom to truly show up and be yourself. Yeah, and that's uh, some some of those those channels seem to catch on because they're yeah. they're so absurd, but other people like just the realness <laughs> about it. Yeah, so, yeah. Party up. Yeah. Tell a little bit about yourself and what you're up to in your work, just for those that don't know. Yeah, you got it. The focus of my work professionally, uh, there's two big endeavors, I suppose, but professionally on the income generating side of things is Thrival Concepts, which is all about uh, leadership development and leadership communication. And the focus there is helping people. The end result is to empower people so that in every human interaction they have with uh, with their fellow humans, they've got this deep amount of trust and confidence in in that in that interaction, and then as a result of that, they're highly productive. So it's this great, uh, you know, it applies to a lot of areas of our life. But I'm spending a lot of my time with leaders and their teams, with a focus on how listening drives trust, confidence, and productivity. Mm. Listening as a discipline. Mm-hmm. And the reality is not, I'm, I'm pursuing mastering listening. I'm not, just because I'm coaching on it doesn't, it, it doesn't suggest that I'm necessarily <coughs> uh, mastered such a complex thing, but it is something I've been a student of now, formally for three years with mm. the listening intelligence methodology. And that's just elevated the act of listening to center stage for me. And it really puts the act of listening, which is sentimentally valued by all of us, in such a form where you can approach it practically practically and actionably. Yeah. And I had a really powerful conversation coincidentally earlier today with a just a comrade of mine thinking about what I do and what I'm really helping people accomplish. Like the end result is trust, confidence, productivity, but 
he awakened in me this realization that I'm helping people have the courage and take part in the discipline of listening, mm. which uh, is is really elusive until you have a toolkit and uh, techniques and someone in your court. <clears throat> right. In a sense, it's what has our our worlds overlapping in the sense that uh, you know we want to help people become more of themselves, the best version of themselves, mm-hmm. step into the discomfort, have the freedom to become amazing, productive human beings. And I'm helping people realize that listening is actually this incredible uh, discipline that unlocks so many other aspects of your world because humans are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Nothing takes place without our fellow human being involved, even if you're somehow you know, rolling solo in extreme ways, there's still humans involved. It's like completing that equation. Mm. There's tons of training out there and tons of coaching on how to have a voice Mm -hmm. and how to craft a message and a narrative. Uh, I think if you put listening at the front of it all as a discipline, listen first on purpose with purpose, which has become that mantra that I'm bringing to the good people Mm -hmm. then it helps you connect deeply with other human beings 100% and you know that's almost enough but it also helps you solve genuine problems not just the superficial problems but to sit down with a client or a friend or uh, you know just anybody really and get to the root of what's at stake for them Mm -hmm. and understand them and then it finally lets us um, amplify our voice in an authentic way. If you're out there just shouting or wielding your voice, that's your main contribution. It gets some people some you know so far down the road, but I found that, of course, it makes sense. If you can actually listen to your fellow humans, even if what you hear from them isn't exactly in agreement with what you believe, uh, you can understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. what out of everything that could possibly be valuable, what's important to them most. And then when you do have something to say, it's served up in a way where they can actually hear it. And now, whether your objective is to sell them something, lead them, create something together, or maybe in the times that we're in, find that common ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be the bridge for that. So listen first as a discipline <clears throat> and just watch your world transform. Mm-hmm. And in, in a way, like you're, in order to get to that point, in a, you have to be willing to transform oneself. You have to be open to a shift in an evolution in your behaviors and your mindset, which comes back to that personal development aspect mm-hmm. that we both are champions of and mm-hmm. we love talking about when mm. we're you know not mic'd up <laughs> so. it was almost like the there's an art and science to listening because mm-hmm. I, I mean how many times have i heard people say like you know with, with someone who's really good at listening and asking thoughtful questions you know you sit around with someone like that and, and how many times i kind of think of of seeing this scenario play out and and the person who's been 
um, being provoked in a good way in terms of good quality questions. They're they're being seen. They say like, I love I love that person. They were they're amazing <laughs> just because they actually felt that like they had been listened to, heard, thus seen. And I would say for me, like a lot of my challenges from my own experience, as you're literally saying that I'm thinking like, well, yeah, like even in my previous, you know, relationship over 10 years ago, and then all the successes I've had over the last decade have been as a result of sitting down with potential customers or girlfriends or, you know, business partners and actually listening to what they're saying, understanding, and then looking for a solution or a way that I could add value or nothing more than maybe just to hold space, right? So what you're talking about is so valuable, especially with the conversation we want to have today, which is all about, you know, freedom to emote and freedom to express, uh, just freedom in general, right? A lot of that has to, is evolved by actually listening to not only people that you have something in common with, but other people that you really don't have things in common with or you don't understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. right? So, I don't know. I think it's it's a it's a really powerful thing that you're doing and much needed, especially in the world that we live in today. Right. So. I'll expand one thought from where you're at with yeah. that on the tail end. You, you had me thinking about one of your big, big mentors, Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. and that go-to-give sentiment where... Mm-hmm. If everybody showed up and gave and added value to the world collectively, there'd be a ton of value. Mm -hmm. If everybody showed up and took for themselves, eventually there's nothing to even experience. Mm -hmm. So go to give. Uh, You can give your opinion with your voice. And that's often, in fact, we all want to do that. Mm -hmm. And we all deserve to do that. because we want to be heard and seen, but the need to be heard and seen sometimes can overpower our ability to give through that mm-hmm. act of listening and mm-hmm. to give, as you called it, give someone space and, and uh, you know, recognition. And so I just think of listening as almost the greatest, think of it as the act of giving. It's the greatest contribution mm. you can offer up. And it might not always be appropriate, but if you can hold you know appreciation for the idea that it's the greatest thing the greatest contribution you can possibly give somebody in any given moment well you got to know what that actually means <clears throat> right and the tools and the the say the disciplines or the components of it and we just don't talk about listening on that level which yeah. isn't what we're going to do today but it's uh it begs some some interesting questions about the times that we're in and oh, for sure and are we really listening to each other and what's at stake for sure the freedom to think and say and process the world around us without well with with regard for others for sure but without regard for anyone telling you exactly how to do it mm-hmm. and you know to be truly um able to embody that as a culture as a nation if we don't listen to each other then that's where it seems to be collapsing <clears throat> that the, that's what's breaking down mm-hmm. is uh in our social fab- fabric it seems I, you know yeah what's your take on it well it's been 
I feel like it's just been a, the craziest of years. Well, let me let me first acknowledge something that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. That this is my most festive podcast I've ever recorded. Oh yeah, the, you know, undoubtedly is is uh, <laughs> the right time of year for the, <laughs> for that type of podcast. And I love this. Yeah, this is your actual stocky as a kid. Yeah, if you're so if you're not watching the video. So what's hanging between us right behind uh this is our fireside chat yeah wonderful we're just sitting by the fire actually, yeah it's actually kicking off some some good heat it'd be great if this is a cabin in the mountains this, would be, this is this is true <laughs> we're lakeside in denver Colorado. yeah yeah exactly but in between us i hung my uh my sentimental stocking i have very few things that i hold really sentimentally close to my near dear to my heart but this is a stocking that my mom made for me and she made for each of our all my siblings within that first year of being born dude it's it's clearly handcrafted and it's got some really it's got some airplanes on it i love planes what are these here are these like, lollipops yeah, those are like yeah, yeah like cars, candy cane sleigh. lollipops wish uh everyone could see this Let's yeah see. do you have any ornaments on the tree that are sentimental that are really special just two the soccer ball yeah. it's not that sentimental and then another one has Johnny on it that's misspelled <laughs> without an H. <laughs> and that was your phone? Or? No, oh. that's from 1981, I so see. I don't know where that came from. I thought I had more, and as I was just opening up the box and going through them, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's the only two. Ornaments were great and still are. I, almost every year I get – the other day or the other year I got a canoe. Well, it was a canoe ornament. Santa Claus rowing a canoe, paddling a yeah. canoe yeah. with presents in it. Yeah. And I was like, who's making these things? These are amazing. Yeah, see? They knew. And they, my parents write my <coughs> name and the year. They say Xmas, you know, 2019 mm. on it. Mm. They still do this to this day. Do you, have, could, you have a Christmas tree, though, this year? Uh, or will you? Yeah, I will. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mac and I are going to get a little, I mean, it's going to be a Charlie Brown tree. <laughs> as long as you just have enough branches to handle all the ornaments you've got. Right. I, I tend to lose them. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder your parents keep. Yeah. Hey, here's another one. Yeah, but yeah. either way, you're right. Festive, really cozy, happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good. It's good and it's fun. Um, but no, I, I what I'm appreciative about a conversation we're about to have and the conversations we've had, you know, countless times over the years is that, you know, Dave here has such a huge heart and a love for people and for growth and for adventure. Nature Adventure Dave. Nature Dave. Uh, he comes up with great jingles he came up with the jingle johnny king don't care do you want to sing that go oh ahead. yeah sure i could do that yeah go ahead it goes let me think let me think about it real quick because i oh yeah it goes <laughs> this is gonna be ridiculous but johnny king johnny king johnny king don't care yeah. johnny king don't care yeah johnny king johnny king johnny king don't care johnny king don't care yeah if anyone wants to loop that up throw some beats down yeah but I mean, Johnny, Johnny, as our friendship evolved and developed, there was this, uh, and now I admire it. And maybe, I don't even know, I shouldn't have been judgmental about it if I was. <laughs> and maybe maybe now it's like your greatest skill set. But it just seemed often that Johnny King didn't give a single shit about certain things. <laughs> and uh, he'd tell me these stories, and then I would, I would be like, well, Obviously, Johnny King don't care. <laughs> he just couldn't care less. Yeah, and it was about stuff that you know, <clears throat> I was like, either it's good to not care about those things anymore, move on, or are you sure you don't need to work through something right there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what the double-edged sword of like my thought is like, Johnny King don't care, 
probably more times than not showed up as a defense mechanism yeah to not fully going all in or not resolving something and just be like i don't care so i'm out i might have i may have failed it failed that that test or but you know what if i cared i guess that'd be a problem but since i don't (laughs) (laughs) go fuck yourself yeah Yeah. and as your your buddy i'm like you should care a little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like what I'm finding. Graceful that indifference. Yes, yes. And uh, but yeah, I get it. You, know, you don't want to hold on to certain things. Yeah, they've you know things serve you, and then let them go. And exactly. Hold them in, in gratitude. I'm stepping into that a little bit more as I what age. Do you, what do you not care about most right now? <laughs> like, what oh, are you letting man. go of? I guess is a better way to put it. What? But but for real, I mean. Oh, that's a good question. That's actually a good question. What? Don't I care about the most right now? But let me, yeah, that was just cheeky. But what are you letting go of lately that, as to say, like, I don't care about that. I'm going to let that go because it's not serving me any longer. And maybe, you know, there's 2020 real things, tangible things, experiences, or just, you know, factors in life that you just can't do anything about. But what do you, what's on your mind is like the biggest thing you let go. Mm. Or, yeah, there's a question of what have I let go or what am, am I attempting to let go over in the process of letting go. Some of those things are pretty challenging right now. I think letting go of the uh, the expectation of how life should be right now. That's probably the biggest thing I've let go, <clears throat> which I think dovetails perfectly into our conversation just because a lot of us have experienced some of our freedoms that we take adva- you know, for granted to, to, to be not necessarily taken away from us, but altered right yeah or realized realized yeah. yeah spent more time in this house of mine this year than i ever anticipated you know uh and we're back into quote unquote a stay at home you know so <clears throat> i think that's been a little bit of a a challenge that in of itself isn't a bad what it is it's, it's the mental health aspect of that of you know feeling lonely or not taking care of yourself and not working out or eating crap food or getting into a a routine of groundhog day experiences and thus you don't really see your life moving forward or you don't see a lot of relationships moving forward you know that's been hard hard for me but in groundhog day it is bill murray yes and it's bill fucking murray bill fucking murray and i have this poster on my Love wall him. in my office and it's stylized illustrated and it's just his laugh and it's bill murray so yeah in a way that's like it's all you can do with half of the half of what we're going through right and i think it's i think the whole johnny king don't care for me is like you know what just accept what is you know and don't assign too much you know value to it and Mm -hmm. just um move through whatever you got you know don't give so much shit about things so many fucks if you will to where it really stops you from i just cared so much about everything and tried to be so perfect in life that that really slowed me down Mm. you know and so a big part of this podcast which you know especially with a lot of the um the conversations i had with my black buddies and stuff like that like talk about caring you know and then feeling like i'm walking on eggshells or feeling like i look like a complete asshole or like ignorant as fuck like I, that's I'm kind of like well I'm going to put myself out there and looking at that because I know I look like that because I am and yet probably a lot of people are also but at least I'm going to I don't care 
enough about my uh, personal reputation to at least not have the conversation because it's not about me. It's about letting my brothers be heard, you know? So, well, I wonder, you could be ignorant. That's possible for sure. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I love that. I love whether you are or aren't isn't almost the declaration to make. It's just that it's possible. And I want to, I'm going to risk that cost, that perceived possible cost on behalf of this benefit, which is to actually learn. Right. And, uh, provide a sounding board yeah. for my my fellow human beings. Right, I love that, and in a way, tying it into the big the big theme, which was freedom, mm-hmm. freedom, the right to freedom, and how that seems to be this um, the right to freedom is something we're all wondering about and yet we're probably our idea, our idea of it differs mm. um, depending on who we are but it's but it's there's a common thread throughout it that we should point out but yeah. what i love is you're you have the freedom to try and to fail and even to maybe like uh, mess up mm-hmm like what a cool thing because you, you're taking a risk. You could fall flat on your <clears throat> face, whether it's this anecdote or anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's that um, it's, it's something about the spirit to being willing to put yourself out there and have the have the the freedom to make that choice. You know, to to actually choose this behavior over that behavior. That's pretty, Mm. that's kind of what strikes me as the most amazing thing about the right to, you know, to freedom is the freedom to choose. Mm -hmm. And when 2020 has been such a challenging year for a lot of people, no matter who you are. And for me, I've, my experience of what I'm trying to let go of or what I, I feel like I've let go of it, but then every now and then it sneaks back in. But just what my year was supposed to be uh, and specifically, you know, a great schedule of speaking engagements, a couple <laughs> massive clients that I thought were going to be like a game changer. I was mm-hmm. strapping into a rocket ship mm-hmm. and, uh, and a, great allegiance with another a huge consulting firm that was going to put me in front of some great teams and leaders and still underway but what 2020 <laughs> looked like has changed and it's like totally. i've definitely <clears throat> found myself sitting around feeling like the victim of mm. a bunch of unfortunate things mm-hmm. and in a way you could it's not a it's not the wrong thing to observe and a lot of people in life can feel like they're the the world around them is holding them back mm-hmm. and in a way it is possibly mm-hmm. and but you actually have the freedom to choose your thoughts mm-hmm. and pursue a different outlook um, and you have to you have a, the, the chance to pursue a completely different narrative and you might even be wrong in that narrative but 
the contrary to all of this would be that you don't have freedom to think or to believe or to try or to speak your opinion and that goes away completely on mm-hmm. the extreme mm-hmm. and i hear people on both sides of what recent choice we all just had to make worried about that mm-hmm. which then makes the idea of freedom so topical for us like mm-hmm. what is what does freedom really look like and mean and if it's worth fighting for you know what really is it and how do we make sure that everyone has it freedom of choice though mm-hmm. you're you're choosing to not care about certain <laughs> things <laughs> right back to johnny king not caring <laughs> and that's you know what what's involved in that choice for us as humans and well, from, your, from your yeah f- i mean from my perspective it's 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 not caring about the things that you don't have control over mm-hmm. only only focusing your thought and your attention towards the things that you actively have some stake in you know uh and having some ability to to move the needle on which gratefully at least in the country that we live in we do have a say in a lot of things we don't i don't think we actively think about that but do we have a stake in obviously who runs the government, the president who represents us? Absolutely. Where I, I do still feel like I probably I, I take that massively for granted compared to if I were living in a country where that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my day to day, I think that's more of, you know, I always thought it was funny when you came up with that and I saved the jingle. Um, <laughs> I voice noted you. Yeah. 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 Uh, just because it's like I'm like that's that's more how I translate it, and what I think is a healthy approach for a lot of people is to to not care about the shit that you do care about that takes your power away or makes you a victim to things because you care about something so much that really isn't in your control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, especially with the election right now, I, it's it's not that I don't care. I I certainly care, but I also trust. I just trust it's going to evolve like it needs to. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but I also see people on social media who are, you know, Southern California who are <clears throat> in a blue state, but they represent the red and they're so furious that they're being mandated a curfew or having to wear a mask. And they're like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm like, part of me, I'm like, uh, you know, there's people that are in harm's way. It seems kind of selfish. And then there's another part of me that says, but that's also their freedom. Hmm you know, to wear a mask or not to wear a mask or to get a an immune shot or not, right? A vaccination or not. It's like, so I don't know. I don't know how this all plays into our conversation, but it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in so many different ways. And this year alone, regarding our personal health, our <laughs> political health, our racial health, our health as human beings and as Americans that's worth worthy of talking about, you know, but that whole, to your point, the whole burden of choice, mm-hmm. call it a burden, call it a responsibility is your, your decision on how you, how you take that. But to me, it's like, it is our responsibility as human beings, as adults to use that freedom that we have to choose how to experience this life, you know? So, and to make the most of it, regardless of where you're at. Right. Which, on the contrast of victim, uh, just because it's an alliteration, is victor. Mm-hmm. And just showing up and believing, like, I can I can pull this off. And I have the freedom to uh, 
behave mm-hmm. boldly, bravely. Uh, I have the freedom to think creatively and mm-hmm. audaciously. Um, I have the freedom to not even have the answer, but to sit down with my fellow human and like sort through it and possibly be wrong and yet um, you know work towards the greater the the ultimate truth or the ultimate uh, yeah the ultimate truth what's available to realize through this process I was struck by those there's two things one is like uh, freedom and then freedom that compromises other people's perceived freedoms back to the California thing but Mm -hmm. then also what it actually means to be an adult in life mm-hmm. and how it ties into making choices amongst a sea of decisions. So mm-hmm. being decisive mm-hmm. and the freedom to do so is both this beautiful thing, but it's also kind of a burden in a way. Mm-hmm. There's um, a duty behind it as well. But as a kid, as a tiny kid, right out of the gate, no one's making uh, their own choice. You know, involuntarily bodily, bodily functions, maybe. Yeah. But it's like you're just a babe, right? Intentionally, uh, or yeah, instinctively, you're just reacting to your environment. If you're hungry, it, you right. scream. And the entire world is making yeah. decisions for you, and then take it to adulthood, and there's of course a transition. But now. No one else will make a decision for you and on how to live your life. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate freedom, actually. Mm-hmm. But then the duty, the responsibility, the burden, if it even is, it should be kind of this great honor in a way, is to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And make those decisions that will better your life, not at the cost of others. So mm-hmm. therefore, that's the, the quagmire with, say, the shutting down things and other people telling you what to do, but it's on behalf of the goodness of other people or the protection of other people. It's like, what an interesting uh, human <laughs> human uh, yeah. experience to go through for people. Yeah, it really is. But as a you know, at a certain po- point in life, we start bestowing this act of being decisive on kiddos as we're raising them. We teach them how to make the right decisions and the wrong decisions, what's good and bad, how they get to wield their you know, their individual sovereignty and mess up, learn from it, take some insights, put it in their pocket, don't care about the rest of that stuff, but it sounds like everyone's dragging trauma around in their life these mm-hmm. days based mm-hmm. on every other <laughs> podcast I hear, right. which is probably real as can be. Yeah. Um, more so for others than certain people but it's like you know you get you get this you get to learn how to exert freedom through your through your choices and eventually the duty of freedom is fully in your hands as an adult and now it's like what does that mean for us right now Mm -hmm. the duty the, the right to freedom and the duty bestowed in on us to make decisions and to kind of like to go make the most of this amazing thing that we have available to us. It seems like there's certain people, everyone is has a right to freedom. Everyone would, would want to agree or would, would, I would think everyone would agree. Like 
everyone should have a right to freedom, but it is apparent not everyone has the same starting point. Mm-hmm. And that it's right now I see this tension where you can't, no one's allowed to actually believe both of those things. Like we, everyone should have, like don't take away my freedom mm-hmm. uh, or don't, you know, but at the same time, I, I don't want my, my fellow human being to not have full rights. And there's a ton of people out there who are clearly neglected. And you talk about privilege and disadvantage and it's comes in all shapes and sizes. It's like, how do we show up Mm -hmm. as human beings with everything that 2020 has revealed to us in such a way where we are still fighting for freedom Mm -hmm. and yet fighting for the freedom of other people who clearly don't have it. And I, I, that's almost the discussion I want to have with the world around me, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we thought, what if we could prompt that with this type of conversation? Gets me thinking about, uh, have you ever read Man's Search for Meaning by Mm -hmm. Viktor Frankl? Viktor Frankl, yeah. I mean, that's a great example of, of someone and someone's, you know, a race of people who had a lot of their freedoms taken away, Mm -hmm. you know, down to what he realizes that the only freedom he really had to express was the one thing they could not control, which was his own thought. Yeah, right? his imagination. His imagination. Isn't that amazing? I think that's pretty pretty cool. And I think that is ultimately mm. the, I mean, there's so many good things in that book about what you can take for this year, for, um, yeah, for the, the political uh, landscape we're living in and, and everything else right now is to, for me, that's that's what I'm just wondering is how to bestow that upon other people without <clears throat> screaming at them what my viewpoints are as if that's going to actually change someone else's viewpoints on mm-hmm. social media. Because, right. <laughs> yeah, we all know that doesn't work and yet we still do it. Yeah. So many people do it. I shouldn't say we, I don't do it, but a lot of people still do it. I'm curious as to what that's all about. But then to really come back and say, you know what, at the end of the day, all you really have control over is how you, you know, think, you act, okay, your choices, your decisions you make, and then how you behave. Yep. And that's what leads your life's expression and people will either, you know, champion you up for that or, <laughs> or, or poo-poo you, you know. It is, social media is a place where you go to express your opinion, not change it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just really just shouting at each other. Mm-hmm. The di- it's not a mechanism for dialogue, really. And in a way, that doesn't matter, honestly. I was talking to you a bit about this. Yeah. It seems like if, if anybody right now doesn't like the way the system is and it needs to change... Like, Let's not throw out the system, but let's evolve it. And there are mechanisms where the dialogue exists. Meaning, if you want to actually, because you are a free citizen of the United States of America, you want to partake in the government that is for you, Mm -hmm. part of the people, by you. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've realized we, we need to actually participate in our government it's not as though government is 
is this other thing. Like government is, I am part of government. Mm-hmm. You are part of government. Mm-hmm. Government is for the people, by the people, instead of it being something that is over us. And I bet no matter who you are and what you think, you're afraid of the government ruling over you and telling you what to do in ways that seem contrary to <clears throat> having true ultimate rights to freedom and the right. pursuit of happiness right. and reconciling that is hard because mm-hmm. um, we still have to, then we, have, we still have to make a choice right. every four years. Right. Or, but to partake in government, meaning, uh, I mean, you could tag your, if, if you want to stick to the social media game, you can tag all your representatives if they have, they should have on Twitter and mm-hmm. LinkedIn and mm-hmm. Instagram and like let them know, the tone of the conversation. You can go to forums, you can email, you can go to forums and actually speak with them. You know, you can email and send letters. Yep. And I've never really thought of influencing government in that capacity and, and almost like partaking in the system and trusting that if we have the right to have uh, a conversation and have differing opinions as human beings, and you and I, I mean, we're buddies for a long time, so obviously we have shared values and whatnot. We are two different people. So we don't believe the exact same thing, mm-hmm. let alone probably anywhere close to it, frankly, mm-hmm. but the ability to have discourse, such a, you know, just all of a sudden you start checking in on the way that the constitution and the amendments are set up and what the declaration of independence is. Mm-hmm. And even have you recited the Pledge of Allegiance recently? Uh, I have earlier this year, but I had to look it up again because I'm like, how do I say this? I pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah. So I had to like. Of the United <laughs> States of America. Yeah. And to this republic. For which it which stands. stands one, one nation, nation under God, God indivisible, indivisible with liberty and justice for, for all. all. Right, right. And I thought about, gosh, I haven't said that in a long time yeah. until this last week. Do they even say that still in school? I think it's, you know, that's. A debate, yeah, which is interesting. I mean, I, I haven't really, yeah. That every single morning we would start that way at school, mm-hmm. you know, and saying yeah. it. Yeah, I forgot. It's a powerful that. sentiment. It's almost like a. Uh, it's like <laughs> we do this collectively as uh, entrepreneurs and hustlers and you know personal development champions all the time. We're like, I'm going to start my morning with my morning ritual. Yeah. And that was a, that's a morning ritual yeah. for, for human beings and yeah. take away what they were pledging to or what we were p- pledging to. It is truly like a, it's a affirmation. It's the, it's the language we say mm-hmm. that then lets us embody a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing with some of the coaching we both do for yeah. our clients. We're helping people frame up what, what do you believe and what do you want to maybe, um, Hold yourself to. Mm-hmm. So, then, just such an interesting thing to think these, that all these little mechanisms were set up to afford us this uh, experience called the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And it's an idea mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. at first. The Declaration is the expression of that idea. Then the Constitution is the system that guides that idea coming to life, mm-hmm. doesn't guarantee it. Then there's these amendments for, to recognize like certain maybe nuances or facets that need a little bit more attention, or but it's pretty amazing. It, 
to me that you know that it exists in a way and it's mm-hmm. like how do you actually how do we all the layman's as as though that's a bad thing but as opposed to say the elite mm-hmm. the people who do wield power right now mm-hmm. how do we through our system that was designed to give us the power as human beings as as people of this country how do we wield that in a way where we're not letting freedom we're not compromising individual freedoms and yet we're able to stand up and give those who need our love and support mm-hmm. the love and support they need mm-hmm. um, just begs so many questions for me I know which I think is why it's a good conversation to have here in hoping in, in hopes that it sparks other conversations if someone's listening to this and then they go home and talk to their significant other and who knows right that's that to me is is the beauty of the podcast and i've taught, talked about it as it's like almost like my own virtual or audio journal mm-hmm. i'm just kind of writing into three times a week and it's to me it's it's so much more <laughs> it's it's more about creating more questions mm-hmm. and more conversation than just talking about these are the right answers right well that's that's powerful right there what you're saying is Creating more conversation means that, well, the, the moment we all make a conclusion, there's a period at the end of that sentence, mm-hmm. and there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Even though, in a sense, getting back to, I just want to acknowledge the act of making decisions and choices, you have mm-hmm. to make conclusions in life. Mm-hmm. And it's good to hold, it, it's good to make conclusions. It, it's like it, it's good in the sense that it's productive, it's necessary, it's efficient, it's healthy, all these things. But you have to almost double check your conclusions. And the moment you, uh, the moment conclusions rule your world, like, you just kind of you're right there, and there's no other place to go. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how limiting that is for a lot of people when. We have the same exact birthday. You're just one year older than me. <laughs> and, you know, I just hit 40 years old. And I'm thinking that as much as I have in life experience and even like beliefs, I am a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So I want to show up not conclusive of everything, although it's important to have values and to know right from wrong and those types of adamant conclusions. Mm-hmm. But I actually want to stay curious mm-hmm. I want to have a bias towards curiosity and maybe if all of us can have a bias towards curiosity there seems to be some universal truths available mm. but being being told what they are by other people and and even say a higher power or a, a power like the government that doesn't there should be almost a social understanding that we're in this together mm-hmm. in pursuit of those things through a <laughs> thoughtful process right. called freedom of speech and mm-hmm. discourse mm-hmm. and the right to protect yourself and the right to, you know, the right to get after it and not have, not have any limitations. Mm-hmm. Clearly there's limitations out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I mean, I was thinking to myself while you're saying that, I was like, things I can, I think, generally speaking, not everyone would agree to is that 
love, for instance, always trumps hate, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, flying planes in the buildings isn't good, mm-hmm. you know, um, various values and principles like that, I think we can get behind. And yet at the same time, I think you mentioned just now, you mentioned on a, on a conversation we had the other night, which is like the whole political process we just part took in i know a lot of people who voted for one side last time and voted for the other side this time you know and but it's always like under hushed breath you know Mm. one way or the other and and it's almost i think that's almost part of the problem in that um and why i think so many people were maybe surprised with the fact that maybe half the country voted (laughs) for one you know guy and the other half the other because one half of the country was kind of relatively hush hush about it Hmm. you know um out of what out of fear that they're going to get their house egged or who knows right yeah yeah and and so i think that's people people were fearful on both sides though oh for sure right yeah and that's what i'm almost And, and irrationally right but also in many cases you're like there's some evidence there and if I'm going to extrapolate that happening on a grander scale, like I don't want that to happen. Right. So I'm just completely opposed to whatever that might. Right. And not, I can relate to that. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a fair assumption. For sure. In a way. Yeah. But that maybe that's the point is for all of us to check our assumptions. That's what I was, th- that's what I was saying. Okay. Because, because everyone has the right to change their opinion everyone has the right to stay curious right and to learn maybe i voted for this guy and then i learned over time you know what that didn't work out or my my life circumstances have changed such that i see it from a different perspective now this time so i'm going to vote for this guy right but that's the journey that i feel like we we as human beings a lot of times don't give each other enough grace to know that we're all on this learning journey sure versus all of us feel like we have to have our opinions set you know and that those things shouldn't change over the years right and i don't know if that's i don't know if that's healthy and in a way i hear people who who would articulate an opinion and to get a layer deeper and understand where they're coming from like i wonder how many of my opinions i don't really have well thought out and they're just part of the narrative Mm. that i'm kind of Oh, that makes sense to me. So I'm just going to say those things because I've been told those things and I can see them being reasonable and they concern me. And each of us has like an obligation to be like, Oh, that's what you believe. Mm -hmm. And not make a judgment on that belief, but Mm -hmm. actually, as you said, stay curious and, and almost take the conversation further. Don't make a conclusion together like or don't make an assumption about them stay in that moment like i wonder what has them with this perspective there's got to be more to it mm. whether you agree or disagree right because it, it's, it's almost we don't want to understand i don't i almost don't care what you think in a way there you go i <laughs> i care why you think what you think right and yes maybe if we want to say go on an adventure together and we disagree like what you think might bother me if i don't like that idea yeah but if you if you want to go to this place instead of that place and we just 
you know, just there's nowhere to go if we leave it at that. But if, if I can stay in that moment, like, well, why do you want that? Mm-hmm. Where are you coming from? What experience has you, what, what experience in your life have you had that has you thinking that, feeling that? Mm-hmm. What values do you have? Mm-hmm. What expertise, what, you know, what worries and concerns do you have? Every single human, as you're walking through life, like look around and that person, every single person, that person right over there on the sidewalk has a set of purposes and concerns Mm -hmm. and outcomes that they desire. Mm -hmm. They have things that explain their why and their meaning. A life story. Mm -hmm. Right. They have worries Mm -hmm. and fears and concerns and ideas. And then they have what they want their life to look like. Mm -hmm. It's like, I wonder about that person. And if we can, if, we, if we're able to show up that way for each other in the context of the 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 right to freedom, like that, that seems to be the best place for us all to get wherever we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. The the danger. The, I think this is the most dangerous thing. This is like the the, the uh, this is like the booby trap. Remember Goonies, the oh, booby traps. I love it when you say booby trap. It's like the biggest possible pitfall in all of our human interaction is in good faith, the good faith. I mean, if there's evil people or malicious people, it's tough. But I'm thinking, you know, we're all, most people, you know, 70 million plus voted for this guy, 70 million plus voted for this guy. But we're all probably pretty nice people, loving people. Mm -hmm. We want to take care of each other. We see the we see the the bad things happening in the world and we can empathize and we don't like it we want to change it um we're all probably more connected and aligned than we realize it 100% and it's I just, totally believe that yeah i mean it it's a valuable thing to just hold on to that belief yeah. but it's also it seems to be the case despite if you can actually try to like mute the noise of social media and um, just talk to people, real people. It seems like we're all like, no, we kind of, we don't want to burn down the world. Mm. Um, But assumptions are incredibly dangerous when you don't know you're making them (laughs) and we're doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. And businesses, if we built a business, we had a business idea together and we're going to go after the market. Like we don't have a crystal ball. So we have to actually make some assumptions about certain things develop a strategy mm-hmm. and then go execute on that. And along the way, we're going to validate our assumptions or the facts will show up. Right. So early on with assumptions in mind, you're, well, what are the assumptions we're making? Let's at least acknowledge them and own them mm-hmm. and also acknowledge, admit that they they are assumptions. We don't know them to be fully the, the facts, but they are influencing how we're processing the world and thinking and interacting with each other. Mm. And this, along with acknowledging assumptions, you're, you're kind of like in your backpack on this grand adventure called life. There's an unlimited supply of curiosity. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to, back to the listening thing, to have the courage and discipline to sit with your fellow human and just listen to them. Mm-hmm. A lot of, people are super sweet kind humans and they might just be inclined to listen uh, better than other people but and 
a lot of people might show up in the world and feel really confident, get on a stage and pitch their ideas and they know how to wield their voice while others are intimidated by that. So it's not to say that some people are probably inherently good listeners. Some people are inherently good speakers. What if we could consciously, actively, on behalf of, say, <laughs> the entire world not collapsing, on behalf of our country and our relationships and the world we live in, what if we could show up and truly listen to each other mm -hmm. and be curious and <clears throat> I don't know where that exists right now. I'm sure are there there's some podcasts out there where you see different sides of conversations taking mm -hmm. place and mm -hmm. some really neat but I just wonder if there's um you know if, we, if there's like a a movement we start where it's like just raise your hand if you're willing to have bold conversations be wrong and explore things together and then there's this really neat little tool called lunch club have mm. you seen this i think i have heard of that it'll pair you up with a random person you can have shared affinities or professional backgrounds or whatever sign up create a profile mm. and it matches you up and you have lunch together virtually mm. but i just wonder if there's a bigger way to facilitate a conversation so we can realize that we are cool. all more aligned than you know than we realize yeah or hopefully we are well what you said made me think of um something i saw on on instagram as an ad and i forget what his name is the the guy that narrates all of like the the space documentaries and he's got such a great voice oh. um a black guy i forget anyways but he's like the and he's morgan freeman no no but close just another black guy sorry with a great voice yeah that's the truth yeah <laughs> um his yeah definitely his name is escaping me right now but he's really well known and he's he was you know doing the master class that's what they were promoting mm -hmm. and he's like the, the the scariest thing the most dangerous thing is to know just enough to believe that you're right mm -hmm. but not to know enough to know that you're wrong I'm like ah isn't that so true because actually so many of my opinions on things are just like come from my childhood up up right you know my up uh what do you call it upbringing upbringing thank you <laughs> upgrazing upgrazing up leveling they fed me really upbringing. well yeah um it comes from things that i see yeah it's just like but just all surface layer stuff i have not really dived into too much of that mm-hmm deeply and i think that that was something that really struck me uh the other day during our conversation it was like ah, i know just enough to make myself really curious maybe a little scared but just to want to dig into what's really going on below the surface mm -hmm. you know and we talked about a lot of different documentaries i saw like um what do you call it? The social was it i'm totally like social social dilemma, dilemma thank you um Some. But yeah, just another thing was like how much we're being potentially manipulated or, you know, influenced beyond our, you know, conscious awareness of it. Right. And to me, that's that gets awfully scary when, again, companies with money or whatever, we need to be just very aware of what's going into because this is the thing that we do control. But when they start having they – whoever they are, yeah. <laughs> them, yeah. start having control over this. That's the scary part I see. because yeah. it starts to change behavior, starts to change, you know, but I think they understand that and that's why a lot of money is spent in advertisements and, you know, 
ruining We've, people's reputations and things like that. Take note of uh, the concept of personal brand, mm-hmm. having a personal brand. Mm-hmm. That was not in our, you know, that was not in our realm of kind of business repertoire mm-hmm. uh, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Even though it kind of existed, you know, if you're famous or a CEO or an author, you have a personal brand. Right. But the idea of a brand was more likened to a company. Mm-hmm. But now every brand has a story. And everybody, I mean, I don't know about your your Instagram feed, if you ever get caught up in it, or any social media feed advertising to a, someone in the coaching, uh, solo entrepreneur type, mm-hmm. type space, consulting firms, et cetera. It's like everyone is an expert in helping you tell your story. And in a way, what that reveals to me is, is, is the power of narrative and story is, is it could not, you can't speak, uh, you can't say enough about it. That's how much it matters. And that's why brands dump millions and millions of dollars in telling a specific narrative to influence you a certain way, mm. normally to buy your, the, their stuff. Right. And then now we're realizing, well, as individuals, we want to influence the world mm-hmm. and we want to use the tools that are available, story being one of them. So then you start using story and you, I suspect you're showing up and wielding story with good intent and mm-hmm. authentically, and mm-hmm. but you're wielding a story, not the only story. Just my version you're of taken. my story. Mm-hmm. And everyone is subject to a bunch of narratives out there that aren't the narrative, but a narrative Mm -hmm. from one vantage. Right. And Mm -hmm. then there's millions of vantages sharing one version of a story. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, how do you freaking reconcile the truth then? (laughs) (laughs) And it's to be a critical thinker, which isn't to say like, I decide right now I'm a critical thinker. That's how you know I'm a critical thinker. I tell you that, and then I decide I'm a mm-hmm. critical thinker. No, it's like it's, it's actually an ongoing process in which sometimes you probably won't be uh, successful mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't, you almost like stay, got to stay on your toes. And you always, you have to know that critical thinking isn't just something you do every now and then. You do it always. And the freedom to think critically and even the idea itself over mm-hmm. here. I mean, there's probably cultures and societies that either um, the need to think critically, well, I bet everybody has had to, every culture, but there's somewhere you're not welcome to do that. The second you start questioning anything, you know, that's a signal that the powers that, <clears throat> the powers that be aren't, I don't know, they might be, there's a reason you're not allowed to think critically. Mm. Seems pretty obvious to me, at least. <laughs> and so, just to be able to show up every day in America uh, and think critically, and ask it, and ask questions, stay curious, be skeptical, even in in a healthy way of both sides at all mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I wish there weren't only two sides, but it you know every four years there's only two sides. Um, two choices to make mm-hmm. or to, you know, a decision to make amongst two choices. And I don't know, man, the, 
that's almost the, the scariest thing to think if we lived in a world where you weren't allowed to think critically or we didn't even appreciate the value and all of a sudden does that stifle creativity and mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. uh you know innovation um does it what is it what else i mean it seems to be this interesting ripple effect that freedom is tied to human expression human expression and art and absolutely and speech right all the rights that we do take for granted probably a lot in this country yeah it's 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 fascinating and i think that's that's probably one of the why i feel like working on one's trauma healing their wounds you know that's a lifelong process i don't know if you ever really say i'm healed i'm 100 percent healed but i feel like it's kind of a prerequisite to get to a point where i can have my opinions about things and my beliefs because like you said come november 3rd we all kind of well those that chose to chose to cast a ballot for one person or the other right but it shouldn't mean that that's where your curiosity ends right right or that your decision ends Right. So I think that's that's the hardest part or or to me more the exciting part of being an adult is where you have these opinions but then to continue to welcome in these these conversations like we had the other night be like mm. okay does this still validate the direction I'm on or does that have a, does he have a really or she have a really good point like oh gosh I got to really look into that you know for instance with my question my conversations with so many of my black buddies a lot of the documentaries they put me on the books I'm like I didn't even know this was going on. Like, shame on me, but that's, you know, my privilege, I guess, of being who I am or color of my skin. And yet I'm like, okay, I got to – I thought we were good, you know, relatively speaking, but here's a, here's a great example of where my curiosity allowed myself like, okay, I have these opinions or maybe not a whole lot of, but to, to not necessarily just be uh, persuaded by, you know, the blowing of the wind, you know, wherever it goes – but to continue to just stay open, and I think that that's where your sense of self-worth and value and self-love can bring a place of grace and empathy to where you can say, I, I have my opinions, but I'm not going to try to put them on you. But I'm curious to hear your opinion. Like you said, I might not respect your your viewpoints, but I'm really curious and can respect your thought process behind it. Mm-hmm which would be how I would parent any future children of mine. Because they might do things that I I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But I also want them to learn their own lessons, right. you know, and be free to learn their own lessons versus feel like there's so, there's so much under the eye of myself and my spouse that, that they can't make their own free choices. Otherwise, they're going to be scrutinized and punished. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to raise the next generation in that way, you know. Well, in a way then, the ability, the freedom to uh, fail and mess up and learn and all this and like it as I was just thinking as a little kid um, and a father like coaching them I was just struck by this idea it's escaped me for a second let's see if I can tap into it but it's like um, you want to raise the reason you want you want to raise robust, capable, uh, compassionate, value creating 
munchkins. Yeah. Leaders. <laughs> and the world, <laughs> if the world is birthing humans, uh, we, you know, the world should be creating those those as well versus mm-hmm. people who are, say, entitled, given everything, and uh, don't understand that 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 victor mm-hmm. mentality to persevere and to, to take ownership and personal responsibility to create in their mind and then take action. But that's, I mean, there's still, there's still some things to reconcile in that mm. where it's like, but there's people who just simply don't have the favorable or privileged circumstances. And so what, what do we do? What do we do? Because to take to take people who are in a privileged and advantaged position and like cut them down doesn't seem right. But if that if they're if they're ignoring the rest of the world or the rest of their community, you know that's their value. That's not right. Yeah, that's that seems like it's creating waste in the system, mm-hmm. not value in the system. So then, how do you then create this this world? And that's I maybe mean, that's almost what I think the next chapter for us is in, mm-hmm. a, in a sense like mm-hmm. say me personally in the next couple of years and showing up in a way where I'm <clears throat> I'm embodying that mm. and hopefully no matter who's in power come January um, and no matter where the economy goes like we if we're evolving towards something maybe it's that place where we get to I don't know help each other out actually mm-hmm. through the through the uh, mechanisms of of freedom somehow mm-hmm. 100% I mean I think that's the next like I said the next journey to where we or next part of the I, I just feel like the first 40 years of my life have been focused on just healing yeah. just getting myself out of my own way once that happens then you can actually help promote <laughs> others mm-hmm. and by way you actually benefit from that, you know? Right. Not even just monetarily, but even more so just in fulfillment. You're contributing something much greater than yourself versus I feel like, at least in the work that I'm doing with men, it's generation after generation, kind of like uh, the the older generation cutting down the upcoming generation, you know? So they're climbing up and then they get pulled back down by the previous generation, Mm -hmm. you know? And and then it's just done unto each other over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I'm like that... That's gotten our our sex not very far, you know, in that sense. So, in that, I mean, it has. Why I say that? Because it has so, so many different uh, applications, obviously, in terms of how men show up as fathers and as leaders and as husbands and as members of the community and of the world. That obviously has a, a, a ripple effect in the in the human experience that we're living right now, just as buddies experiencing this present moment. But then, obviously, for generations to come. Does it set boys and girls and upcoming leaders on a completely different path if they are focused on, you know, having that curiosity and being willing to shed some of the limiting beliefs, which again comes around full circle to giving children and, and future generations the freedom to think and to choose and to behave without making it wrong per se. There's obviously right or wrong, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to, you know, they shouldn't go and hurt other people. But as long as it's done from a place of love, I feel like 
that's a lot better of a, a place to come from than maybe where previous generations have, have been. And, and I think the world is experiencing this need to shift now spiritually and in so many different ways, right? That we're kind of feeling that. We've, we've, I feel there's like this tension that is demanding us to do that, but I don't know that we know how to do it. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> and it, it leaves me with this question of how do we, and I don't mean this rhetor- rhetorically, I mean like what's the actual, you know, the conversation guide mm. of having, having, uh, meaningful conversations with our fellow human beings. And there's a couple great books out there that talk about how to have difficult conversations or courageous conversations or fierce conversations. And they're all kind of, they're probably all part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does seem that if you're leading with curiosity, if you're truly leading with curiosity, that's, that's a piece of the mix, but I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it makes my head spin for, in some cases, it's just like this whole make, making sense of it all mm-hmm. and how to show up and add value <clears throat> through my professional work or through my, you know, through the community that I, mm-hmm. I get to be a part of. It's, it's, um, and just how to make sense of this, the, the chaos and the noise out there. Yeah. My, my thought still goes back to the <laughs> not caring, <laughs> meaning, um, at the end of the day, you you really only have control over yourself and your own thoughts and your own actions. So I feel like it always does come back to your own personal responsibility yeah. of remaining curious to evolve and become the best version of yourself, which is what we are stewards of. But then from there, linking arms with other people who feel like they're doing the work as well. Right. And then as a collective mastermind of people coming up with solutions, you know. But it's it's I said it on a previous podcast that I recorded earlier today. Like if if you were triggered, um, I'm sure we can all probably think of this in terms of like a relationship. If you're triggered, you immediately go into your own shit, and you're it's like you're not thinking about <laughs> war across the other side of the world or other things going outside of your house. You're only thinking about your own shit, and that's because there's an area that you've been triggered. You have a nerve that's been hit, and you immediately go into self-preservation or self-protection, right? If you could live in a world where it's not that you don't care, you actually, you're free, you're, you have freedom to care about whatever you want to care about. That's the beauty, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not actually robbed of your own personal power because you're triggered by things that you're just programmed into caring about, right? And so from that place of having been healed and working through your own stuff, Things can come at you. Um, I, th- I think of it as terms of like emotional fitness. And the stronger you are emotionally fit, the more burden you can take on to lift in life and as adults, right? Mm-hmm. And as adults, before we're dead and gone, like that's our responsibility. Otherwise, we'll, we'll both be 80-year-old stubborn fucks who are still angry about, you know, why daddy wasn't there when we were six years old. It's like grandpa's just obstinate and you know it's like that's just grandpa versus our grandchildren loving us because we're helping them think about ideas and and we pass that torch on to them you know i think that's the freedom that that i get excited about as human beings and living in this time and age even with its craziness (laughs) 
right? The four agreements. Four agreements. Really? You know that. Yeah, it's I read like, it. Some it's upstairs. It's, of course, right here. It's uh, it's so, it's so relatable yeah. to what we're up to. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Shoot. Shoot. Be impeccable with your word. I don't know by heart. I, I, you know. Be impeccable with your word. Make no assumptions. Yeah. Uh, what's the little one? Always do your best is the last one. And let's just see. The summary of these. Oh, that's the one. It's like the most important. <laughs> don't take anything personally. Mm. And that's kind of like the don't care part. Like I'm going to. Exactly. But you're going to be well intended with what you say and how you show up. Be impeccable mm. with your word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to let it get to you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to let it affect your world, which sounds like a beautiful idea, but it's also very difficult. It's probably the most challenging thing yeah. to do. Don't make assumptions. Huge. And then show up and do the work. Always do your best. Right. And what a cool thing that if you're failing, you get to become more of yourself. You have the freedom to do that. Right. The freedom to become unstoppable. Exactly. Well, we could rap for a long time, but I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you could hit pause. No, let's, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I got I got to go to the bathroom. The, I'm half highly... the podcast to the... <laughs> That's great. Yeah. We should, we should uh, sit around fire... Fireside chat. With a little, I don't know, some cider, some muddled wine. Yeah. Oh, man. How about some eggnog? After my 75 hard challenge is over. How many more days? Oh, only like 60 more. Yes. 55. I'm yeah. close to day 20. Oh. Sounds like a... 2021 adventure. Late January. Muddled wine. Muddled sitting wine. by the fire while the snow falls. We could do a podcast in the woods. and Maybe Nature Day would show up. <laughs> I would freaking love that. You know I would. But thank you for being here, man. Absolutely. This has been sweet. Pleasure this has been perfect. I hope you've enjoyed it as a, as a viewer or listener. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, okay. where, where can they send mail to? <laughs> I receive digital mail uh, 24-7. Yeah. Uh, Dave is my first name, so Dave at thrivalconcepts.com. The website is thrivalconcepts, T-H-R-I-V-A-L. Thrival like survival, but a level up. Mm-hmm. Thrival Concepts. And otherwise, I mean, you probably find me in a park throwing a Frisbee. <laughs> Somewhere around here in Denver. Yeah, awesome, brother. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. See you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Till next time, we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnyking men's coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.